Hi, everyone, and welcome to Best Thoughts. I'm Will Johns. And I'm Rick Johns. And man, are we excited about today because we finally made it to the color yellow. Yes. Finally. Yes, Rick. And this is the first second tier color that we're discussing here in the theory of spiral dynamics. And it's the result of a healthy progression of transcending and including all the previous colors. And so yellow embodies all the previous colors and integrates all the previous colors. And so you know what that means, Rick? That means we need to do a quiz to make sure our listeners have remembered what the previous colors are. Yes, and those who get them all right get a yellow Lamborghini, which is so sweet. You've got to love the color yellow on a Lamborghini. I have got a acronym to help everybody remember these colors. And so the letters, uh, first letter of each word is B-P-R-B-O-G, getting us through green there. So I have Bean Pastor Rick beats other guys. Okay. There yeah. We go. Hey, that's there easy to remember, go. everyone. Bean Pastor Rick beats other guys. So beige, purple, red, blue, orange, green. It's just that simple. I, I don't know how helpful that is, really. Rick, it helps but, me a uh, lot. I'm glad you. Maybe it makes you feel better about yourself to uh, think. Well, <laughs> if only green was white, then it could have been Bean Pastor Rick beats other wills. But. Uh, Sadly, they went with green. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's what you're... <laughs> but we'll work with what we got. And uh, so maybe we should ask our listeners, what is the first color? All right, listeners. Beige! I yes, heard beige. Very yes, good. Yes. And our second color? Purple! So we go beige, which is the survival. Purple, the mystery. And the next one? Red for empowerment. And what about after red? Blue. I heard blue from our listeners. Very good. So red leads into blue. Remember, blue is the first we color. Red is all about me. Blue transfers it to, hey, we need to think about everybody and work in a society where we all can benefit. And out of blue comes... Orange. Orange, yes. Yes. Orange reason and systems, logic, innovation, all of those good things coming along with orange. And then there's one more, and we talked about it last week. This should be the easiest one to remember because it's fresh on your mind. Money, money, money. It's green. Green. Yeah. Yes. And that leads us to today where we talk about yellow and yellow being the first one that connects us to the second level. All these first level colors are prone to fight with each other. And yellow will, I'm so excited, it gives us hope because it's the first color that says, wait a minute, we don't have to fight, we just need to take the health of all the previous spirals, of all the previous colors. Yeah, and and what yellow does is it takes you know, the health of beige, which is survival and meeting basic needs. It takes the health of purple, which is the, the embrace of mystery, a recognition of one's limits. It takes the health of red, empowerment. It takes the health of blue, structure, order, morality, and community. It takes the health of orange, 
reason, systems, logic, innovation, and the health of green with its compassion, justice, inclusion, and desire for equality. And it integrates all of those things. Remember, we've said this all along, but it, it finally kind of clicks with yellow that the healthy move through the colors is to transcend and include. And so when we think about this in terms of a person, then the previous colors are still within us, even in yellow. So yellow does not reject the previous colors, but it includes them. It includes the health. And that's why I think it's such an exciting color to talk about. Yes, and yellow therefore does not go to war with the other colors. Yellow does not have to be right and the other colors wrong. Remember, the other colors kind of came out to correct the color before it. And so there's often division and war and divisiveness between those two colors. But yellow says, no, I see your value. I see where you're at. So yellow will allow people to be in colors. And if you, if you make it to yellow, we just simply mean that means your center of gravity is at yellow. But now you have access to any of the other colors and you can access them when needed. Because some days or some seasons of your life, you need a little more red. Some yes. seasons you need a little more blue. Some seasons you need a little purple and embracing the mystery. Sometimes something happens and you're just in beige. You're just surviving. Yes, absolutely, Rick. And that's what I love about yellow is that yellow gives us this freedom to move in the world and to draw on the strengths of these past colors as needed. Yeah. And it's the first color that isn't trying to make every other color just like itself. Yeah. So yellow approaches people where they're at and attempts to bring the best out of them because it recognizes that, yes, if someone else is in a different color, that's okay. There's strength there. And I want to try to draw the best out of that person. Right. And yellow is that stage where when you get there personally, there's a new peace. You can allow others to be who they are. You can recognize some of the unhealth if there's unhealth there, but you recognize it's not your job to beat it out of them. <laughs> yes. Yellow doesn't engage the weaknesses of the other color. And this is just a simple practical point that anybody can use, at, you know, whatever color you're in. But when we inflame and, and engage the weaknesses of other people, we're asking for problems. Yeah. We're asking for conflict. We're asking for a fight that ultimately leads to nowhere. Exactly. And we see it in our politics. This is probably a great way to see it for those maybe who aren't catching this yet. In politics, it's often the case that my platform is that my opponent is a terrible person. And that's my whole platform. You, you have politicians that seem to run on nothing else but how terrible their opponent is. And you need to vote for me because my opponent is this or my opponent is that. And yellow, yellow says, hey, we need to run for something that matters. Yeah. And if you're tired of kind of seeing that kind of world, then yellow is the spiral for you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You know, what I love also about yellow is it doesn't shame or loudly condemn the other colors. It seems that 
most of the other colors believe that if they yell loud enough, everyone will change their ideas <laughs> and magically become the same color. If you put everything in all caps on social media, uh, somehow... <laughs> you <laughs> some, fixed it. Somehow you fixed it. Um, yeah. And, and Yellow understands that, that love is a better motivator than shame. Yeah. So if you, th if you believe that, you're ready for Yellow today. Yeah. And Yellow is our best hope for healing the wounds created when we're living mm. in those other colors and living in the unhealth and fighting and attacking. All those wounds and collateral damage that comes from these divisions uh, which is huge, and we've kind of touched on them throughout the colors. There's a lot of pain and suffering that has occurred in our world through these fights between these colors. So yellow is the first color that comes along with healing in its wings to say, okay, guys, we can find a way to live in harmony, but take the best of each of you and each of your strengths. Yeah, yellow brings people together. And so whenever you see a group of people you know, getting along, they're probably practicing some level, on some level, a principle of yellow. And, and think of this kind of on the negative side, that it's really hard to have a relationship with somebody that's either afraid of you or disdains you. <laughs> and and that's, that's the unhealth of all the colors. They're, they look back with disdain and they look forward with fear. And we, we've seen that as we've, as we've gone through each color and looking at the weaknesses of each color. And really the one principle is that yellow, instead of looking with fear or disdain, looks for the best in people. Yeah, and I think a great illustration of this is Nelson Mandela. And if, yes. you, if you've seen his, the movie on him or read a book or just know his story, what he did in South Africa was absolutely amazing. And he took a very yellow approach at a time that was extremely divisive when there was racism and racial injustice and he himself uh, being in the minority as a black man, but continued to show love, use love instead of shame, tried to bring together the strengths of each side and, and created a tremendous amount of change and a tremendous example for the world to see what yellow can do. Yellow brings healing because we are drawn to and appreciate people who see the best in us. Yeah. When you look for the good in people that you're in relationship with, and you appreciate that and you point it out and you affirm it, you're strengthening that relationship whenever you do that. Absolutely. And, and I think that's, that's just such a key piece of relational health and this is what yellow does, is it appreciates people, and we're drawn to people that appreciate us for our strengths and for what we're good at. They're not lying to us, they're not pretending that we're perfect, but they see us and they see what we're good at, and they value that, and they speak to that. Yeah. And that's what yellow is doing, and when you, when you think of individuals that seem to be comfortable in very different crowds of people, hmm. equally comfortable, you're probably observing someone that's functioning primarily from a yellow center of gravity. Which is rare and which is beautiful to behold. And that's why we kind of lift it up. And that's why I gave the example of Mandela, because when you do see it, it attracts your attention because you're like, wow, 
this person's different. And even though I may not agree with this person on everything, because I may be in a different color, I still admire how they see the best in me, how they make me feel valued. And it's really a remarkable gift. And that's why it's called second tier or the second level in the spirals, because it's, it's, a, it's a level above all the others when you can function at that high level. Yeah, absolutely, Rick. And here's one of the key insights that Yellow brings to the table that we haven't really had up till this point. Yellow understands growth as an internal process that cannot be externally coerced. And so if you look at history, you could see that history is, is kind of a series of coercions. You know, <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> you know, you start off with beige and, you know, survival. It's like kill or be killed. Yeah. And then and then in purple, it's kind of like, well, maybe I can coerce the gods into blessing me if I do the rain dance or the sacrifices or, yeah. you know, all this stuff. Red comes along and says, I'm just going to take what I want. Yeah. And I'll forcibly, you know, grab whatever it is that, that I desire Blue comes along and says, no, 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 no. We need to have some rules here to force people with laws and consequences to do the right thing Yeah. so that there's order in, in society. Yep. Uh, orange comes along and says, no, no. What we need is systems to control people, logic and reason, mm-hmm. so that they are kind of rewarded, economically rewarded for doing the right thing. And, and finally, green comes along and says, no, we need ideals. Yeah. And we need to passionately share those ideals so forcibly that people are shamed if they don't follow them. Yeah, that's huge. And then yellow says, hold on, true growth is internal. It's not external. And you can try all these external means to try to force people. And you know, Will, the first thought that comes to my mind, you know who is really good at this? Uh, This guy, some of you may have heard of, named Jesus. (laughs) Jesus was always teaching to the heart, teaching to that internal heart issue, the core of who we are. He just spoke directly to people's hearts, trying to bring them along in their their spiritual journey. Yeah, Rick, one one of Jesus' probably most famous statements in many ways that you hear, you know, often is when he said... The kingdom of God is within you. Yeah. And so he points out that he was not trying to overthrow the Romans and set up some kind of external kingdom. Yeah. He was trying to transform human beings from the inside out. And so I'm, I'm very excited by this fact that Yellow focuses on the internal growth of individuals, because I think that's where it's at. In my own experience um, and my own study and my doctorate, which is in spiritual growth, everything I've learned and everything I've experienced tells me that this is right on, that my growth, every, all the growth I've experienced personally has happened internally. It didn't happen, you know, external circumstances had a role, but nobody ever successfully forced me into growth. That's for sure. I tried many times and <laughs> you were just stubborn and would fight back. I mean, it was it was a tough being your older brother. Your your growth was 
I, it just was really hard to force you into it. You, you probably felt like a failure, Rick. I when did. You, uh, I did. Attempted so. that over and over. <laughs> that's that's yeah. That explains the period where I disowned you because of your lack of growth. But <laughs> the beauty of this, and this is why it's second level, because you can't actually convince someone against their will. Yes. I think the, the phrase I like is, you, you know, a person convinced against their will is of the same opinion still. Uh, so sure, yes. you can put a gun to someone's head and make them do something, but you can't convince them that it's right or convince them that it's a worthy cause or principle unless their heart is open to it, unless there's a way that internally they see the truth and they want it and they're, they're seeking it. And I think that's what our listeners are doing. And I think that's why they listen to this podcast and probably other podcasts like this, because they're trying to learn and grow and develop themselves. And what I said at the beginning of this season was, I love these spirals because this yellow spiral gets me excited and says, this is where I want to go. This is where I want to live. I want to be that person that can live out of love, that can value people where they're at, be patient and, and see the strengths in them so that we can actually do something good in this world and not just keep wasting our energy fighting and bickering and dividing and posting and, and they're right, they're wrong, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, Rick, I think history gives us some valuable lessons here where you look at, at the history of, say, the martyrs, you know, who were willing to die for their beliefs and no matter how much torture they were put through or that their lives threatened, there are people that are going to believe what they believe all the way till death, mm. no matter what someone threatens them with. And so it shows that coercion just doesn't work as a tool of genuine transformation and growth. And, and so that's where this gets so exciting is that yellow believes... And, and this is kind of correcting what we talked about last week with the weaknesses of green. Yellow believes in truth and growth holarchies. Mm. And Rick, I know that word holarchy is, is a tough one because most people have probably never heard it before. Yeah. And I, I promise you folks, I didn't just mispronounce hierarchy. <laughs> <laughs> it's related to that word. But Rick, tell us, what is a holarchy? Well, it comes from Ken Wilber, at least that's where I first heard it referenced. And he kind of brings it from nature. So it's something that's kind of in tune with how nature works. Nature, he says, doesn't have hierarchies, it has holearchies. And mm. the way I kind of, you know, in my own head thought about it is how we bring everything into the hierarchy. So it's not about. I'm over you to rule over you and you must work for me and you're my servant, my slave, whatever. It's about, no, we need these holarchies. We need a system. We need order. We need to know that something or someone's in charge of a certain thing. And then well, it all works better, but it's not about, I'm going to abuse this power. It's about collaboration. That's why it's a holarchy. Yeah, I think that term is kind of referencing like a holistic order. Exactly. I don't think there's a better example on the planet, Rick, than the human body. Yeah. Of what a true, healthy holarchy looks like. 
for instance, we know we're made up of individual cells. And so here's the question is, say the human brain, which is essential, you know, to the, the life of a human body, is it higher than a cell? On the one hand, yes. On the other hand, no, because it's made up of individual cells itself. Yeah. And then the brain is the thing that kind of orders the body and tells the muscles how to move and it keeps the the blood pumping through the heart and it it kind of integrates all of the systems of the body. Yeah. And that's why, you know, if you get shot in the head, you're dead. It's over. <laughs> yeah. You need that brain to organize and pull it all together. And so in that sense, the brain is the most important organ of the body. Yeah. But is it more important than the body itself? <laughs> you right. <know? laughs> Can the brain function without the body? No. And so a holarchy is all about integration and everything having its place. But we still need that one thing that kind of brings order to the rest. Yes. And, and to bring the order, it has to have a higher place in a, in a certain way. Exactly. It has to have the authority, has to be given authority by the cells so that it can communicate by the muscles and all the things that communicates the neurons. Uh, and here we're talking a little out of our league because we're not medical, but certainly we know that the brain has to be given that power to conduct everything. And so that's the beauty of a holarchy. And that corrects what Green was trying to correct uh, by getting rid of hierarchies, because Green said, oh, these hierarchies lead to abuse, abuse of power. It leads to marginalization of certain groups. And maybe even, you know, in the worst case, as we said with Hitler, the elimination of groups that, that Orange thinks is just useless or worthless. And so Green says, no, we got to have no hierarchies because everything's value. But Yellow says, wait, you can't get rid of all hierarchies because we need an order. We need systems. We need some people or some things in charge. It just makes sense and society works well that way. So you integrate all of that and you have these beautiful holarchies. Something in charge to bring about the good thing. Exactly. And so, you know, what Green was rightly against was the abuse of power. Yes. But what Yellow says is power itself isn't the thing that's wrong. It's right. how it's used and it's how it's distributed, you know, that may be wrong. But it needs to have the end goal to be one of, you know, goodness, of making the world a better place, of caring about all people. Yeah. And so the ideals of green are actually realized by yellow. Yeah. And, and that's kind of an interesting paradox, uh, Rick, as we go through this. Yes. And that's why yellow is the hope. And I just wanted to point out one more thing using that body metaphor. The weakness of green, as we talked about last week, is that all truth becomes relative. There are no hierarchies. And just imagine, Will, if your body said that, oh, okay, all truth is okay. So I just got a cut but the cells in my body are arguing over what to do for the cut. Well, some cells say, you know, we need to patch that up because otherwise we're going to lose too much blood and the whole thing's going to die and then we're all dead. And others say, no, that's not true. I think what we need to do is go get more blood into the heart, have it pump harder and faster. And then other cells say, no, I think it's this and I think it's that. And they could just stand there arguing. And if there's no truth, they would just argue the whole time while you bleed out and die. Yes. So that's yes. where green falls apart. And so many green movements fall apart 
because it's all discussion and no action. And there's no uh, command center to say, guys, we have learned what is the problem. We know we have some concrete facts. Let's take action and do something good here to make a difference. Yeah, the only way the individual parts can get organized for the greater good is if there's some kind of holarchy at play. Yeah. Some kind of integration and flow of power in a single direction that the group agrees upon is what needs to happen. And will the only way anything good could happen, for instance, stopping the bleeding, is you have to have some truth about how to yes. stop the bleeding yes. Yes. that would be effective and stop the bleeding. So if you discard and let anybody say, well, I think it's this, I think it's that, and my truth's just as valid as yours, um, actually, there's really one way to stop the bleeding. So you can't just say every truth works. A lot of the frustration people have in our world today is they feel like there's a lot of insanity. <laughs> like, mm. I can't believe people believe this. I can't believe people believe that. I can't believe this guy on the talk show is saying this. I can't believe this guy on this other talk show said that. And and you, it's just confusion. Yeah, and, and you know, if you really appreciate the ideals of green, um, it's possible that you may feel a lot of frustration and anger at reality not cooperating with these ideals. Yes. I think about, and my heart genuinely sympathizes with someone who passionately believes in Green's ideals and then turns on the news every night to see the opposite. Yes. <laughs> and, and so, you know, you want this world of peace and harmony and equality and justice. You turn on the TV and you see violence and oppression and injustice and, and hatred and anger and and so it's frustrating and it's exhausting and it feels hopeless. Yeah. But yellow comes along and gives us some hope that that real change is possible, that that there are some some tried and true ways and methods that we can follow that do work, that do make our lives better, that do make the lives of other people better. Yeah, so to all of our green listeners, to all of you who do support causes, champion some of these ideals, don't stop doing that, but recognize it can't be externally forced on others. And don't waste your energy being so angry at those who oppose your cause or seem to be working against your cause because they're likely in a different color. They're looking at things a different way. And it always gets me, Will, around election time because everybody gets so polarized and, and, and Green can have that tendency to think, well, if I can just get my candidate in office, if we can just get rid of this blue candidate or get rid of this red candidate or get rid of this orange candidate, then I get my green candidate as the president, then, you know, then we can actually do something. Well, we've had all sorts of colors at president <laughs> and the problems <laughs> of our country and our world continue to persist. Yes. And I would humbly argue it doesn't actually matter who is president because you can't force these other colors. So, so Rick, here's the thing that uh, is the paradox of yellow is I completely agree with your argument. You know, one person, even the president of the United States, isn't going to make that big of a difference. However, I think a yellow-minded president could make a huge difference by bringing people together. Yes, and, that's and true. And so what, what you see is everyone expects 
that whoever's president is going to just argue for their one color uh, against the wishes of every all the other colors. Yes. That's what we expect. And, and so that's when, why we vote them in. And then when they get voted in and they actually do that, everyone's ready for it and they fight back and they try yeah. to keep that from happening. And you just have the, the continual conflict that we've seen over and over and over and over. Yeah. But a yellow leader who's trying to integrate and bring people together would surprise the system. You For know, sure. <laughs> it would be something that no one fully expected. And we really just haven't seen that completely at this point. I was going to say, and the yellow leader probably wouldn't get elected. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, not yet, but it's coming. Maybe, maybe. Because they say that once there is 10% of the population in a given color, it becomes the leading edge. And right now, they're saying it's 5% of mm. the population is right now it yellow. Yeah. If that bumps to 10%, um, I think we would see a much better integrated world. Last time in our podcast, we asked people to imagine. And so I just asked people, imagine a world where you keep electing your personal first tier color, whether that's red, blue, orange, or green, you keep electing opposing colors to office and you keep electing opposing colors that represent your favorite color into the Senate and into the Congress. Imagine the gridlock that could occur when you have first level, first tier colors fighting with each other, trying to stop each other because the other color is the enemy and then nothing getting done. Imagine that terrible scenario. It would be. It would be. And sadly, <laughs> it's, it's just way too easy to imagine. <laughs> but I think, I think, Rick, that's what we're trying to do through this series, through this podcast on Spiral Dynamics, is helping people see that there is another way. You yeah. know, I don't know about you, Rick, but at, at times I felt so stuck, like everything was just never going to get any better. Uh, and, I, and you can feel that way personally, too, where you're just kind of stuck in your own color and you just don't see a lot of growth or movement in your own life. Mm. And, and that's what it's so exciting, so hopeful to me about Yellow, is that it's offering us these new way forward, these yeah. new ways forward that involve integration, growth holarchies, a commitment to truth, but an appreciation of the good that is in all the previous colors that we've learned to include in our own lives and to embrace the best of in our own experience. Well said, Will. You should drop the mic after that one. <laughs> I think you summarized beautifully the power of this yellow level, this integral level, the second level of consciousness. And Rick, our listeners should not be surprised where we're taking this next week. We're going to explore the spiritual implications of this theory of spiral dynamics. Yes. And how it can guide us into spiritual growth and compassionate understanding of other people. And so that's where this gets really interesting. And I thank you listeners for bearing with us. It's been a lot of theory. It's probably been a little bit boring at times in different places, but it's so worth it when you can grasp what this theory is all about and how it gives you new opportunities to live and move and be in the world 
and to be more effective in whatever it is that you're attempting to do. I couldn't agree more, Will. And I want to say to our listeners, we'd love to hear from you. Now that we've made it to this yellow color and we've kind of made it to the summary of all these colors, what really spoke to you? What do you see in our world with these colors? How has this helped you as you do some introspection and look at your own journey and your own life? You can reach out to us on mysoulcare.net and click on podcast or contact us. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And we'd love to ask you to share this episode with others if you think it can be helpful because that's one one reason we're doing this is to help get this information out there so that people can find the tools they need to grow. Thank you, Rick, for summarizing that. And yes, listeners, we'd love to hear from you. So please go to mysoulcare.net and let us know what you think. And next week, we're so excited to be able to, to bring to you the spiritual implications of this theory. But for now, you've been listening to Best Thoughts with Dr. Rick Johns and me, Dr. Will Johns. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week.